The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to The Early Edge. I'm your host, Alan Bell. couple minutes late here, but I think you're going to see why, and you will appreciate it, at least hopefully. Hope everybody's having a good Saturday morning here. And I'll tell you what, before we get to our place for today, which, by the way, is a top three sports betting day in the calendar of the year. We have three NFL games, six college football bowl games. The college basketball slate is unbelievably loaded. We've got the World Cup, uh, what, third place game. I mean, today is unbelievable. So let's take a look at how we did on Friday here. And eh, eh, not great. Yeah, not great. Yeah, I mean, not great, not bad. It's just kind of there. Uh, Miami, Ohio coming through there for Chip. Uh, Zach said to me with the Mavs, minus four. Nice play on that. By the way, if you caught into uh, Sportsline last night on CBS Sports HQ, your boy Mike McClure was doing work on these live games. I was there with him and Eric Casilius, and M Squared was all over it, smashing left and right. Make sure to watch those during the week. But I'll tell you what, enough about that. I want you to see exactly what we have for you today. So let's bring in the stars of the show. And when I say stars, I mean stars. Look at this. Six wide. We have never gone six wide in this show ever. And first off, Eric Cohen, your first time on the early edge. You're here with us. You work for Sportsline, been here for a while. My man, first on, welcome to the show. Welcome to the family. Uh, if you could say hello and a little bit background of uh, kind of where, where you've been, because you've done a ton in sports so far. A.B., great to be with you guys, and uh, thank you for the opportunity. I used to work with Caesars Sportsbook, and now I've been with Sportsline for a little while. It's great to be a part of the team, and uh, as you can see, I'm representing my uh, University of Arizona today, my uh, alma mater, and it's a big game against your Tennessee Vols tonight at McHale Center in Tucson, so just glad to be a part of it, and I have three plays uh, later in the show. Dude, I love it, man. Well done on that one, and I'll tell you what. This game, betting Arizona-Tennessee, for me, is a personal nightmare scenario because everyone knows my rule on the show and what it's been. Anytime you get Arizona basketball money line minus 150 or below, you take it. And it is sitting at minus 150. It is tough, man. It is tough. But you know what? I've got to play on that game as well. Bobby Locks, my man. Bob Kanarski, you know him as Berg Betts on Twitter. Our man. How we doing, sir? Look at Sharp. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me again. Like you said, A.B., loaded college basketball. But I do want to say the biggest game for me is tomorrow night. My Giants take on the Commanders. Danny Dimes, Giants have not been good in prime time. 
Um, like I said, I know it's a big college basketball slate, but that's the game I'm most looking forward to. But let's get after it today. Dude, let's get after it indeed. And you're right, man. Like, I am fired up to see that game as well. What I'm also fired up to see is my dude, Micah Roberts. And I say it every single time. All right. So, Micah, you're out there. Eric, you're out there. Same place. Every time we look at Micah's backyard, I'm telling you, dude, it's heaven. Every single time, it looks perfect, as does Micah, who might have the best hair in the early edge family. Just a sharp-looking dude all around. Micah, how we doing, man? Hey, bunch of good-looking guys here. I mean, it's six wide. That is amazing. Uh, can't wait to hear what everybody has to say, and welcome Eric to the show. I love it, man. Absolutely. All right, M Squared, you know what, dude? Good to see you as always. Got to work with you last night. That was a lot of fun. How we doing, my man? Good morning, everybody. Doing great, AB. Fired up for everything we've got going on today. All the college games, three NFL games, college basketball. There's just so many awesome opportunities to bet today. Even if you're not betting pregame, just all the in-game opportunities that exist today. It's such a beautiful day. Yeah, a beautiful day indeed. And last but certainly not least, our man, the speculator. Now, I do have to say, all right, last night I put out that it was cool that we had John B. making picks for us here. Spectre came back and said, who the hell is John B.? And it, it, one, it immediately made me feel old. And two, anybody who's too young to know John B. out there, dude, go find him. Our man put out bangers left and right. John B. was the man. Speculator, how we doing, buddy? We're doing fantastic. I did have to look him up. His biggest hit was 1997. I was three years old. So it, it was a little back for me, but I appreciated the compliment. Uh, that's all I can say there. <laughs> there we go. And let, let me say this. I wasn't an adult either at that time, right? So it's like, it's not like we're massively different in we're age, not, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. We're good, AB. We're good. Dude, I love it. Look, Sid said it perfectly. He said, baby, are you still down? That was a bang. I'm telling you, John B. was the man. He was the absolute man. Dude, that's awesome. Now, all right, before we get into the storylines that affect the betting lines for today, I have a surprise for you. All right, we have three NFL games, and we can't go live tonight because it's the holiday season, and our guys work constantly, and nobody wants to sit and watch me talk by myself for an hour. So what we're going to do is after this show ends, we're going to stay and just stream and talk NFL. So it's going to be an extended post-show early edge. And I've got some guests that are coming, some surprises. Prop stars, our man, is going to jump in as well. So hang tight. Just sit, watch the stream. As soon as we get done with the morning show, you don't have to go anywhere. Same link, same everything. And we're going to break down the NFL, man, hit these prop bets and do all of it. But you know what? First, we've got business to do right here. So let's talk storylines that affect the betting lines for today. And Micah Roberts, I'm coming to you first. NFL weather. All right. And I want to start in Buffalo because I have a graphic in regards to what in the hell is going on up there weather-wise. So I'll throw it to you first, man. What you got? Well, yeah, we can go uh, Buffalo here. Buffalo 7 and 43. That totals dropped significantly from 47 and a half. And we got 34 degrees, 75% chance of snow or rain, however cold it is, and 12 mile per hour winds. That seems like a tough go for the Dolphins, but the spread is what is the equalizer here. The Dolphins, this is their third straight game on the road. This is a tough one here. They've been traveling all over the place and they've been practicing. In 50-degree cooler weather in their practice facility, not the same. It's not going to be the same. So that is something to look at tonight. And then at Cleveland, 
Uh, we've got the other minus three uh, even or minus two and a half, total 38 and a half against Baltimore. 33 degrees, 15% chance of uh snow or rain and 60 mile per hour winds. Is this the game where Deshaun Watson finally picks up NFL speed after two years being out? He looked a little rusty the first two games. Uh, I don't know if the cold and the wind is going to help him much. So something to think about in those games there. It's snowing also or very cold and about to snow in Minnesota as well, but they have that nice and you don't know. Yeah, smarter than to do that. And, you know, Buffalo, uh, let me ask you this, Mike. Like Buffalo it's kind of in the same spot. I'm here in Nashville and you know, the, the city and the team are planning a brand new stadium and Buffalo, the bills are kind of doing the same thing. Like, is it smart to stay like with an, with an open air stadium up there? Cause I guess it gives you, you know, certainly you look at all that snow, it gives you, you know, kind of a home field advantage, but, would you go? Would you do that? Like you have to play in it too, you know? Yeah. Well, obviously it's an edge. You you want the home field in the playoffs, and because supposedly you're better at it, and you know a team like Miami, obviously they're not, so they have that distinct edge there. So I like it outdoors. I like it outdoors. I like the Green Bay. I like the Cleveland. I like them all outdoors. Yeah, you know, I'm with you. And you know, in freezing temperature games, Josh Allen, he's four and one straight up with 13 touchdowns to five interceptions. Two and Tugavailoa is oh and two in those Ooh. games. Also, another nugget, really quickly, the Buffalo Bills they have won five straight at home over the Miami Dolphins with an average score of 36 to 18 mm-hmm. in said games. Absolutely, man. All right, speculator, coming over to you. We've got World Cup the next two days. All right, third place game today. We've got the final. Tomorrow, I know you've got all kinds of nuggets here, man. Break them down. What do you got? Yeah, we've been. I have been waiting for to talk about this World Cup final. We talked about the third place game on Early Edge and Five yesterday, and for this World Cup final, I am just going to say that these two teams are evenly matched. Our model, our Sportsline AI model, is projecting a 1.29 to 1.24 game, a 0.05 goal difference. To put that into percentages, we had 38% for France to win at the end of uh, end of regulation, and 36% Argentina, 26% draw. We took that a step further to see who would win the World Cup, and we're at 51.7% France. Argentina. The odds to win the World Cup are at minus 110, which is around 52% implied odds. What I'm trying to say is I am not playing any bet that has to do anything with which which team is going to win this game. That is basically a coin toss. So what bets am I on? What picks are we going with? First, I love, I want to endorse Buckets. Again, both teams to score. He had that on the early morning show yesterday. And then... I would put a little half unit on these two each, and it is Mbappe to score anytime goal scorer at plus 210, Messi anytime goal scorer at plus 175. This is a game where legacies are cemented. These two are going to try to cement that legacy by scoring a goal. Um, if I had to pick one of them, it would be the Messi, the Messi anytime goal scorer, and it is because France have given up a penalty uh, in at least – in two, uh, in two of their last three games, and they gave up two against England. If they give up a penalty to Argentina in this final, Messi will put the ball in the back of the net. On the other side, Mbappe, five goals in six games, plus 210 is good odds. And hey, if one of these hits, you cover the price of the other one. That's my strategy for the World Cup final. 
I love it, man. That That's perfect. You know what? And I was just about to ask you, right? Like, if you had to make a choice, right, in terms of betting the final, how'd you go about it? Like, because, you know, is there value there in doing it, right? Like, I know you just broke it down, but, you know, if it were someone like me who, uh, admittedly, like, I'm not a huge soccer guy. I, I'm not saying anything negative. I, I just don't. I haven't gotten into it, um, you know, as much as, uh, m- you know, most people have. So if I'm going to that the first game and I'm like, you know what? I just want to bet something on the final. And I look at, you know, France, the defending champions, Mbappe going for a second straight. Messi, you know, you've got the whole, you know, is he going to end his legacy with that? Like, yeah. Like, how would you go about that? Yeah, this one, after seeing the results of the bottle, I've actually really thought about this a lot. Um, And the thing is, is I think France is a better team overall. But the interesting thing is the way that Messi has been playing, the tactics that Messi has been playing with actually play to France's weaknesses. Mbappe's been playing, he has 0.2 defensive actions per game um, so far in the World Cup. That is the least of any attacking player. He's playing so far up the field and it is his only that's his only thing that he has to do in the game is play up the field and go score goals but he's leaving so much space behind him he's on the left side of the field and all that space behind him is exactly where Messi has been starting his attack and so he ends up Messi ends up in a position where he's in the middle right third of of the field and he gets the ball with open space and that is going to start the attack and allow as soon as France comes to swarm, he's going to have more time than usual and end up hitting his runners on the side. It, it really is like 50-50 on me, but I think if I really had to pick a side, I'm probably going to go with France. My heart wants Messi to win, but my head's telling me France here. Uh, so that is where I would go with that. Oh, you're muted, A.B.? I am. I did it to myself. I did it to myself. All right. So first off, well done. That's what I said there. Well done on that one. Appreciate that. Second one, coach is going to kill me because you know what? I'm going to bring in a surprise here and he's just going to hang tight with us here while we do the show until we get to the NFL. Let's go seven wide. Prop stars, my man. Welcome to the show, buddy. How are we doing? Gentlemen, what's going on? It's Saturday morning. It's early in parts unknown. We've got Saturday football triple header. I am so excited. By the way, great show, guys. Dude, I love it, man. All right, so just hang tight with us. We're going to do the show, go through our picks, and then, like we said, we're going to jump right into the NFL and have some fun, man. Also, I didn't even know that we could get this many people on the show. I'm sure that I'm going to break this machine here at some point. All right, let's get into our uh, best bets for today. But before we do, let's take a quick break and hear from one of our partners. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
and we are back. All right, Micah, coming over to you first, my man. You got one play here, college football, bowl game, West Coast. Break it down. What do you got, bro? Yeah, we got the L.A. Bowl, SoFi Stadium, Fresno State. Momentum, eight straight wins. They come in the last three games. The defense been getting after it. Only allowed 30 points combined. Uh, won the Mountain West Conference. Beat uh, Boise State 28-16 in that field. And Jake Hayner has been amazing since he came back. They've won all his games. Uh, he's just been an absolute star. Pass attack is at full strength, which is key now. This is the problem with college football games right now. You don't know who's playing and who's not. Boise State pretty much has everybody intact, including Jordan Mims, uh, 16 touchdowns running back there. The, 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 the tipping point for me was Washington State is both offensive coordinator or offense coordinator and defense coordinator are gone. They're not there anymore. The two starting right receivers for Washington State, gone. Uh, transfer portal, same with the two starting linebackers, the leading tackler and the fourth leading tackler, gone. So that's a big thing for me. Um, Cam Ward's had a nice season. I just don't see them being at full capacity here. And they lost uh, four of their last seven games. So after a great start, they beat Wisconsin right early in the year, four and one to start the year. Uh, but, you know, we later found out that that win against Wisconsin, maybe not as big as we thought it was at the moment. So I'm going to take the hot team here, rolling with the better quarterback and the team that is fully intact, that is Boise State, minus four. I love it, man. I love it. Now, I'll tell you what, Eric, I'm going to come right to you. You've got three plays. Start here because you like Fresno State minus four as well. You agree with Micah. So start with that one, then break down the other two. I do, A.B., and I wrote a column on Sportsline.com. I write, say, the uh, parlay columns, and I have Fresno State minus four. I think the line was three when I wrote it. Um, Cougars 0-1 in bowl games under Coach Jake Dickert. Uh, last year, they didn't show up in the uh, Sun Bowl, made a late rally, lost to Central Michigan, that game that was kind of – placed uh, late once uh, there was a COVID issue with Central Michigan's opponent in the uh, Arizona Bowl. Bulldogs won eight in a row. Uh, Washington State started four and one. Fresno State started one and four. And then they've, they haven't lost since. Jake Hayner, since he came back from injury that was suffered in the USC game, uh, 14 touchdown passes, two interceptions. Uh, this is at Fresno State. I, I have a hard time seeing them losing. So I'm laying the points there. My second play is SMU-BYU over 64 and a half in the New Mexico Bowl. Now, uh, we don't know who's going to play quarterback for BYU. Their second string guy, Jacob Conover, transferred to Arizona State. Their starter, Jaron Hall, has been was hurt in the Stanford game, probably won't play. So they're down to their third string quarterback. But let me give you a stat here. Uh, BYU is 7-4 and four to the over this season, including 4-0 against teams who average more than 32 points a game. SMU averages 38.4 points a game. And... If you have any doubts about this pick, the Sportsline model has it at 78, which is a full 14 points higher than what the line is. So this one is an easy over for me. And finally, A.B., it's the game that I guess I'm really on here to talk. I co-host an Arizona Wildcats podcast, which you can see behind me, called Wildcat Country. And we've talked about this one extensively last year. Uh, they, these two teams played in Knoxville. Arizona, it was the worst officiated game I have ever seen in my entire life. And I'm not griping. I mean... It's just true. It was terrible. It Arizona, Arizona lost by four, A.B. They lost 77-73. They were down by 15 in the first half. And they came back, and they tied it in the second half. Then the referees wanted to make sure that Tennessee won. The foul differential, 28 called on Arizona, 16 called on Tennessee. I, the revenge angle is plenty in play. Plus, Arizona has a 24-game home win streak, which is the fifth longest in the country. And they are 10-3 and 
in their last 13 home games when both teams are ranked in the top 10. Arizona is not only winning this game by the two and a half, three and a half. I'm calling double digits tonight, guys. Yo. Wildcats 81, Tennessee 69. Just saying. There we go. All right. So first off, Eric, you just crushed it. There's no way that anybody's going to believe that was your first time on the show. You just nailed it. And number two, I've got four picks that I'm going to give out here in a minute. But let me just tell you this. I'm sticking to the rule. If you get Arizona money line minus 150 or fewer, you take it. I'm going Arizona money line today. Dude, it's hard not to. Everything you broke down, perfectly done. Well said. Yeah. Honored. And look, this is what? The number one offense in the country in Arizona against the number one defense in the country in Tennessee. Like, it's going to be a hell of a game, but got to go Arizona on this one, man. Got to do it. Got to do it. All right. Speaking of college basketball, Bobby Locks, my dude. All right, we got a no, we got massive games all over the board today, but we've got Gonzaga and Alabama live from Birmingham. Somehow this is a neutral site game uh, just down the street here, but you got two phenomenal basketball teams. You're taking Gonzaga here, man. Break it down. Yeah, you said some of my pitch already, but Alabama has played a very tough schedule. Their last five games, they played Memphis, Houston, UNC, UConn, and Michigan State. They've been victorious in all those games except losing to UConn. And for the most part, all those games have been relatively close. Now they play a Gonzaga team that just beat up on Northern Illinois and Washington at home and possibly starting to get their swagger back. I don't know how much I truly believe that. Drew Timmy can, still continues to be a liability on defense towards the end of the game. And now he has to face the best defensive uh, rebounding team in the entire country. But however, from what from my point of view, weekends have been very weird in college basketball. Dogs have been barking. So we saw last weekend Alabama went into Houston, won convincingly. So I like Gonzaga here. Gonzaga has been more efficient from the floor than Alabama this season. And like you said, it, it is an Alabama, but it is a neutral site game. I like Alabama getting one. I mean, Gonzaga, I'm sorry, getting one and a half here. Nice, dude. Gonzaga, I mean – this game is going to be awesome. Arizona, Tennessee is going to be awesome. We have what? UCLA, Kentucky today, Indiana, Kansas. I mean, keep going down the list. Like, it's going to be a phenomenal day. Phenomenal day in college basketball. All right. Last but not least, our dude, M squared. Usually we put you first, but you know what? I wanted you hitting cleanup today. You got one play, NFL. Break it down, bro. What you got? One play NFL, and a lot of you are not going to like this play. Uh, I am on an island again here. We're going Indianapolis Colts plus three and a half. Waited out to try and find a four again if you want. Uh, not sure it's going to happen here. I waited all week hoping that everyone would push this to a four and a half. Clearly lost my opportunity there on that. But I like the Colts here coming off of the bye week. If there is a team in the NFL that could use a bye, it's a team with an old quarterback with a coach that may or may not know what he's doing that got thrown into the action in the middle of the season. We got him coming off the bye, a little bit of a shorter week for Minnesota here. We all know how lucky Minnesota has been in terms of overperforming their expected outcomes, 9 of their 10 wins by one score. So here about this game, this is what I care the most about. Matt Ryan, we know he doesn't handle pressure very well at this point in his career. The good news for him, the Vikings are one of the worst teams in the NFL at putting pressure on the quarterback. When you give Matt Ryan a clean pocket and you've got a well-rested team, healthy Jonathan Taylor, I think they're going to have some success offensively, uh, enough to make this game super, super competitive. 
let's talk about Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is absolutely elite. What makes him elite is how good he is after the catch. The Colts are the best team in the NFL limiting production after the catch. They're one of the best teams. Very stingy against the pass, allowing just 188 passing yards per game in this particular spot. I like the Colts in this game. It is uh, it is not fun. It feels a lot like the last few games that we've had where I was on the Chargers side. Everybody on Miami side told me I was crazy for playing the Chargers and the Chargers on the money line. Uh, very similar to la- the last primetime game. Everybody wanted the Seahawks. This projects as a very, very, very similar spot. Um, so plug your nose. And if you want to ride with me, play the Colts plus three and a half here. Dude, I'll say this, man. It, I, I like when you're on island plays because one, they generally work. And then two, like you give the disclaimer, you're like, hey, man, you're going to have to plug your nose here. But I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you. And I think the Vikings over the last, what, four or five games, they've given up 30.8 points per game. Over, like, It's the worst of the NFL in terms of their scoring defense. So. I mean, generally, they, yeah. And just in terms of every game, they average getting outgained in yardage by about 65 yards a game uh, and somehow have 10 wins. It's pretty incredible. Don't, don't they? It's unbelievable. Like, don't they? Don't the Vikings have a negative point differential? They with do. 10 wins? They're, the, they're like the only team with double digit wins that has a negative point differential. Yeah. And like for comparison, the 49ers are like plus 127 and they have 10 wins as well. Like, it's insanity. But Justin Jefferson is the truth, dude. He's the absolute truth. And I know Prop Stars is going to break that down here in just a minute. But everybody, grab your paper, grab your pencil. Let's take a little recap here. It does look glorious. The M squared is on the Colts plus three and a half. The speculator. Uh, you know what? A little bit of a what half unit sprinkle. Is that what you said, Specs? Yes, sir. Yep. Lionel Messi, anytime goal scorer, plus 175. Mbappe, anytime goal scorer, plus 210. Michael Roberts is on Fresno State, minus four. Our man Bobby Locks is on Gonzaga, plus one and a half. Eric Cohen is on Arizona college basketball minus two and a half Fresno state college football minus four and college football SMU BYU over 64 and a half. Uh, as I mentioned, look, Arizona money line minus 150 or fewer. You take it, you ride it. They generally come up for you. I'm going to roll with it here. Arizona on the money line uh, Vikings second half team total over 13 and a half for exactly what Mike just broke down. Uh, I'm going to take the bills minus six and a half. I'm buying it down from seven and a price of minus 130, and then a fun little two-leg parlay here. I'm going to take the Vikings on the money line, the Bills on the money line, even money, plus 100, and there we go. All right, so this is how we're going to do it. If anybody wants to hang around, talk NFL here, dude, just sit tight. If you got a roll, you'll see there on the bottom, just hit remove, drop yourself out, but everybody in the early edge crew in the chat, you don't have to go anywhere. We're going to go right into the NFL right now. So if anybody's hopping out, Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. Let's start talking about the NFL, man. So prop stars. All right. Bringing you in, buddy. All right. So we've got three games today. All right. Let's just start here. What's the first one? Colts and Vikings, correct? That is correct. Man, go ahead. Break it down, buddy. What are you seeing here? Yeah, it's the Justin Jefferson show for me. Mike mentioned him. This guy has been absolutely phenomenal all season long. He is 464 yards away from breaking Calvin Johnson's single season record for most receiving yards in a season. Absolutely phenomenal. He's averaging 114 yards per game this season. He needs to average 116 over these remaining four games. Colts are a stingy pass defense. Absolutely. They have, however, struggled against opposing number one wide receivers. They're 27th in DVOA. 
two opposing number one wide receivers. I know Justin Jefferson really wants to break this record. Uh, this is a great place to start with him. If you're looking at some of his alt lines on DraftKings, you can find him over 125 yards at plus 250. I love that spot for Justin Jefferson today. And uh, all my attention will be focused on him early in this first game, maybe. I love it, man. All right, so let me just kind of set the, the stage here for what we have. All right, so... Uh, game kicks off at 1 p.m. Eastern. We've got Colts at the Vikings. Vikings are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, the total is at 47. 47. So, I just opened it up. All right, Mike, we know we got your breakdown there on the Colts. Uh, Eric, speculator, any thoughts that you have on the game? Any thoughts that you have, uh, you know, in regards to prop bets? Feel free. Uh, spec, I'll throw it to you first. Eric, feel free to jump in right after, man. Yeah, we're our our model on this one has uh, has the under on the Vikings game, and uh, I, I I don't dislike that whatsoever. I mean, I think if if the Colts are going to win this game, like Mikey just said, I think that they're going to have to run the ball a lot with Jonathan Taylor, and they're probably going to want to limit Justin Jefferson, which is pretty much impossible. But though you, if you're going to do that, just make sure he doesn't get a lot of drives. Um, so if I was going to lean anywhere, it would be on the under on this game. Um, I think we have it at the lines at 47 and a half and we have it at 45. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Eric, many thoughts you have, buddy. Oh, you're yeah, on mute. On mute. Hey, uh, you got it. Of course, you know, this is a tough one. I like to usually play touchdown plays, you know, who's going to score. I'm not a first touchdown guy, but an anytime touchdown, I didn't see much value there. I, I hate to take the lazy way out, but I just took the Vikings money line here, especially with what Mike said uh, yeah, earlier. So did I. <laughs> I just think Vikings money line is part of a my NFL three pick today is the safest play. Yeah, you know, I, look, you saw my parlay there, right? Like plus one hundred. Look, and again, <laughs> I don't disagree with Mike because that would be that's bad for business for anybody. But I, I agree. Like you know, I look at it and said, all right, I think the Vikings probably win the game. I don't want to mess around with the points, especially three and a half. Uh, yeah, props to What's up, bud? Yeah, another guy I wanted to mention that I think uh, deserves some attention is Alec Pierce, rookie wide receiver. You heard Michael talk about him a lot last week. Uh, he's been somewhat boom or bust for this Colts offense. He has a very deep A dot. As a result of that, he's not seeing – a ton of volume as far as targets go, but when he does, uh, he doesn't need a lot of targets to make a big impact because his average depth of target is so deep down the field. So uh, against this Vikings pass defense that has been an absolute sieve, this is actually a very good matchup for Alec Pierce. I particularly like, again, attacking him through his alt lines. I believe his receiving yards is somewhere around like 37 and a half. But if he booms, he booms big, usually over 80 yards. So you can find him in that plus four, five, 600 range, over 80 yards. And this is definitely one of those matchups he could really take advantage of against a very soft uh, Vikings back end. Nice, dude. Well said. Well said right there. All right, in the chat here. Yeah, Mike, go ahead. What's that? I just had a couple final thoughts on the game, too. I wanted to add in there. I love the Alec Pierce call out. Love playing the alts on guys like that. Um, Jason talked about the under. That is what my original play on the game was going to be for this. We obviously lost all the value on it Uh, throughout the week on CBS Sports HQ. I was giving this out at 49. Um, That's where it was. It's been bet down to basically where it should be. 47. Incredibly key number in NFL totals. At this point now, it is the third most important number on the total. Uh, I would not mess with it at this point. Um, However, I do think this game has a lot of interesting in-game opportunities, depending on which sides you like. Uh, For example, I I think that there's going to be a ton 
of people that want to bet Minnesota, obviously, right? So if Minnesota is able to score early in this game, the three and a half line is super, super fragile. You're going to see a lot more movement in the live number than you would on a normal game based off where the action is pregame on this. Um, so let, let yourself understand that first and foremost. And then secondly, what's the Colts coach's name, Alan? Do you remember? Jeff Saturday. What's today? Saturday. Oh, okay. Let's go Colts. <laughs> we have to absolutely gif Mike dropping that and hit the coffee cup. That was phenomenal. Uh, in the chat here real quick, uh, our man Daniel asked, uh, AB, just wondering uh, if we have any UFC cappers coming to the team for next year. My man, we have one coming to the team, I think, this week. All right? So, Hang tight with us. I know that it's been frustrating, um, you know, in regards to that position for us. Uh, but, yeah, we got you, man. It's coming. I promise you it's coming. Uh, the maestro has been hard at work on that one. So, yeah, we got one coming for you absolutely soon. So, thank you on that, buddy. All right, let's jump into our next game here. All right, so this is the game that really nobody's talking about. Like, we're either talking about the early game or we're talking about the night game. But 4.30 p.m. Eastern. All right, we got the Ravens at the Browns. Browns, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. A total of 39, 39 in this one. All right, Mike, I'm going to come right back at you, man, because you broke down this game last night on CBS Sports HQ, and you've done it throughout the week, you know, here on Sportsline on CBS Sports. Uh, would love your thoughts just in general on this game and, you know, any prop bets or any players that you might like or dislike in this one. Yeah, no, I think it's very, very similar to the Colts game for one particular reason. A lot of it is the way I like to bet, which is a lot of live betting. Uh, if you're setting yourself up and like the underdog side, you're setting yourself up for a pretty good situation overall in terms of live betting the game. Um, I like the Ravens in this spot. I liked it at three a heck of a lot more than I do at two and a half, but I, I do like it. We have a pretty decent lean on the under as well. Uh, these outdoor divisional games like this tend to go that way, especially a team like Baltimore. They're more than content just playing a low scoring physical game that they know they're not going to get blown out in. They just want to give themselves a chance to win at the end. Uh, so that's where I'm looking in the game. Uh, I think the things that stand out the most, number one, Deshaun Watson is not looked ready. He looks like a player who hasn't played in two years, essentially, right? So we'll see how much he can progress again here uh, this week. But it's really about the Cleveland running backs and Nick Chubb. Uh, look, we're used to them having a lot of production. This Ravens team has been incredibly stingy against the run. I believe averaging just or allowing just 2.8 yards per carry uh, over the last like five or six weeks. I think it's six weeks now. Uh, they've been one of the best rush defenses in the NFL. So for Cleveland to have a lot of success here, they're going to have to have some success on the ground to be able to open things up a little bit. I love that Huntley is playing uh, for the Ravens here. I think he's more than capable uh, of extending plays, extending first rounds, extending drives. Uh, they're going to milk the clock. They've got the ultimate weapon in Justin Tucker. Uh, it's an ugly physical game. It's going to play a lot like an old Big Ten football game. Um, I lean the under and I lean the points here with the Ravens. There we go. Prop stars. What's your thoughts on this one, my man? Yeah, it's a really interesting matchup. As Mike alluded to, Baltimore's defense has been really stout, particularly up front, really since they acquired uh, Roquan Smith. They've been one of the better 
run defenses in the NFL. Nick Chubb has also really struggled against Baltimore historically over the course of his career. And Nick Chubb seems to be struggling uh, right now. The, the Browns offense has had some uh, been somewhat ineffective running the football. So this is actually a spot, I think, where we could see a little bit more passing volume from Deshaun Watson as a result of this Ravens defense being so stout up front. They are a pretty significant pass funnel. So we could see some additional volume from Deshaun Watson. That's why I really like David Njoku in the spot. Gave out his prop on the site yesterday. Unfortunately, the line is cooked. They gave it out around minus 135. I think it's up to minus 170 on a lot of books right now. But I do think Njoku is a tough matchup. The Ravens have been somewhat middling as far as covering opposing tight ends this season. And Njoku is a very athletic player. Nine targets last week uh, really was being leaned on heavily by Deshaun Watson. So in a game where we could see an uptick in passing volume, I really like uh, Njoku to have at least four receptions today. So that's a prop I like quite a bit. Nice, man. Nice. All right, EC, my dude. Now, first off, Eric, have you and props met before? No, we haven't. So props, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan from afar, and uh, you've made me some money. So uh, thank you very much. Baseball especially, uh, you know, the, the strikeout totals, I just want to point that out. That was the column I was looking for every day, and when I didn't see it, I was like, oh, darn it. I got to go on my own here. So, I, uh, keep up I appreciate work. that, man. Thank you. Nice to meet you as well. Enjoyed seeing you on here, and welcome to the family. Thank you. I appreciate that. I love it. All right. So, Eric, uh, any thoughts here, man? Ravens, Browns, take it anywhere you want in terms of prop players. Do you like spreads? Do you like totals? Anything that you like in this game? And also, I'll say this, and this is for anybody. Feel free to jump in uh, after Eric breaks it down from his angle. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Patrick Coverley asks, Browns uh, team total under 20 and a half. So keep that on your minds. If anybody has some thoughts there, but Eric, just the game in general, man, throw it to you. What do you think? I see this game as a 20 to 17 game either way. I, I, I mean, I had a hard time picking a winner, even though I did. So I would take that under 20 and a half Browns team total. I think the Browns probably, I, I would side with them 20 to 17. Uh, I'm playing Browns money line. I think I, I know it's taken the easy way out, but I do have a pick on the last game. Uh, the one play that I'm going to go with here is Donovan Peoples-Jones over 50 yards alt total. And you're getting that, depending on the site, it better than even money. Um, I, I just, you know, with Amari Cooper hurt, might have a sports hernia. Uh, Deshaun Watson targeted Peoples-Jones 12 times last week against Cincinnati. Earlier in the year, Peoples-Jones had 71 receiving yards against the Browns, I think, or against the uh, Ravens on, I think, six catches. I'm rolling with DPJ to, to get that 50-plus yards. And maybe if you want to sprinkle in a touchdown bet there, wouldn't wouldn't hate that as well. All right. All right. So speculate, I thought over to you, man. Like any thoughts that you have on the game, but also Deshaun Watson, his first home game. We've seen him play on the road twice here. All right. How do you think about him? How do you think about this game in general? I'm not going anywhere near Deshaun Watson because I, you know, I have to see a little sample size before I, before I make picks usually. So I like to see a little more numbers. I actually, I think if anything, I'd probably go JK Dobbins to be honest um, over his, I think his rushing attempts line is like 11 and a half. And last week he had 15 for 120 and a touchdown. So I like both 11 and a half. And I think his rushing prop is right now 52 and a half. That's a little bit maybe on the high side for, for Cleveland, but I, I'd still go there. Um, we have, we have a projection of 15 rushing yards and eight or 15 rush attempts and 80, 80 rushing yards. And I will say, I believe, I think it's his birthday today. Um, oh, birthdays are big on this show. Yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's his birthday today. I think I saw it. He's on my fantasy team, and I saw a tidbit about that. 
Don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure it is his birthday. And if it is his birthday, then yeah, I'm going over on both of those lines for uh, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, I'll say this. I uh, I think it was Devonta Smith that we wrote him on his birthday. And uh, I think that played out pretty well. Uh, Props coming to you and then i have some questions in the chat for you as well so yeah go ahead break down what you got about. yeah one prop i just wanted to mention or hit on really quickly as far as baltimore props are concerned gus edwards anytime touchdown you can find that i think around plus 290 plus 295 uh i really like his chance obviously uh he's the short short yardage back goal line back for baltimore uh sort of play second fiddle to jk dobbins but they really lean on him heavily in the red zone obviously no lamar jackson so uh really like his chances to score against one of the softest run defenses uh in the cleveland Browns. so gus edwards anytime touchdown plus 300 i think has some sneaky value you're on the gus bus all right i like it now all right uh, a couple rapid fire questions for you all right so first <clears throat> Uh, excuse me. I didn't mean to cough right in the microphone here. Uh, Amari Cooper, he's playing today, right? Uh, appears so. Yep. Okay. All right. Perfect. Uh, number two. Hold on one second. Brappy, what do you think about Najoku over 39 and a half? I like it quite a bit for all the reasons I laid out as why I'm on his uh, over three and a half receptions. Uh, I definitely think he's going to be leaned on heavily. I do think Deshaun Watson might throw the ball a little bit more the previous two weeks. And uh, Najoku is a mismatch for this Baltimore pass defense. All right. Last question here, and I'll tell you what. Me and you spoke about this on text at about 2 in the morning, and it was phenomenal. You broke down so many good things. Our man, Justin Jefferson, over 94 and a half. Yeah, love it. I'm, I'm riding Jeff Jefferson pretty much blind every week. I think he's going to break this record. Calvin Johnson's record needs to average 116 yards per game to eclipse that record, a uh, single season record of 1,964 yards. Also love his alt total today, over 125 yards. You can get it plus 250 on DraftKings. Beautiful. All right, let's jump into the last game here. All right, and if you have any questions, drop them in the chat. I promise you we'll get to them. Um, all right, so we have – the Dolphins at the Bills, all right? Bills are a seven-point favorite, total of 43. Now, really quickly, before we start talking about it, if anybody missed earlier in the show, let me just show you what Buffalo looks like right now. Well, at 7.30 in the morning, a couple hours ago. Uh, and it's going to get worse tonight, all right? So just putting that out there. Now, luckily, they're not playing in the parking lot. They do have machinery that moves snow. But long story short, it's going to be cold up there. We ran through the stats earlier in the show in terms of games in freezing temperatures. Josh Allen, four and one in his career straight up, 13 total touchdowns, five interceptions, two, uh, oh, and two in freezing temperature games. Also, the Bills have won five straight versus the Dolphins when playing at home and have won those five by an average total score of 36 to 18. Now, all that being said, those are trends Mikey talks about all the time. Don't put your life on trends, man. They don't always mean something. But, Mike, I'm going to come to you because all week you've broken down this game and you've broken down the Miami Dolphins specifically, all right? And I think that you have the most spot-on breakdown of exactly where this team has been and where this team is at right now. So I just want to give the mic to you, man, and get out of your way. How do you see this game tonight? Yeah, so I'm mostly worried about the injuries that are either – official or unofficial on the Miami side. Uh, it's a lot of the reason why I was so heavy on the Chargers over the Dolphins the other day. Um, Tua, in that game, ended up with a 35% completion percentage, 
You know, I don't care about what actually happens. I care about the expected data. Looking at expected completion percentage, his number in that game, 51% was the worst performance of a starting quarterback in the NFL this season of quarterbacks with at least 20 passing attempts. When you look even further back since week 11, Tua has been the worst quarterback in the NFL in terms of expected completion percentage. Now, not 100% of that falls on Tua when we're talking about the expected data. You obviously have to have wide receivers getting open. Tyreek Hill not getting the separation currently that he would normally. It's definitely impacted Tua. I think both players are not healthy. Now you're throwing in some elements into the mix here. I think it's a just a hostile environment overall. It's a tough spot. I think Tua is not fully right at this point. So I'm looking to fade the Dolphins. Uh, if you want to do it pregame, go for it. I'm going to be looking to do it in-game uh, a number of different ways. But uh, I, I don't believe in Tua and the Dolphins right now at this point. I think that uh, you can call it the weather. You can find whatever you want. It's just like trends. You can make anything say whatever you want it to say. Uh, I personally don't believe he's healthy. There we go. Prop stars coming back over to you, man. What are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, super interesting matchup, obviously, between AFC East rivals here. I'm actually taking somewhat of a contrarian's uh, take. As far as the latest weather projections, it appears, again, this is fluid and could change, but appears like we might have somewhat dry conditions during the game. If that is the case and we're not dealing with inclement weather, if you look across the board at all these props, we're seeing extremely low numbers. So I think there's a lot of value if this weather does not affect downfield passing. So I'll be paying super close attention uh, to the weather report leading up to the game, but I think there is certainly a lot of value to be had on both sides, particularly in the Bills, though, looking at just, again, a lot of very low numbers as if they're going to be playing in really uh, stormy or a ton of snow or just poor weather conditions in general. One prop that I did have that I gave out on the site, I did want to reference Dawson Knox, over two and a half receptions. He's eclipsed this in nine of 12 games this season. I like this prop because I feel like he will be utilized in either scenario. If this game ends up uh, having a lot of wind or weather or snow and downfield passing is somewhat mitigated, then he will uh, sort of rely or be leaned on by Josh Allen kind of underneath and in the short and intermediate areas of the field. Uh, three receptions is just not a lot for him. This guy has elite route participation. Essentially, he's running a route on every single Josh Allen drop back in this Bills offense, one of the highest volume passing attacks in the NFL. It's more of a bet just on his uh, participation and being uh, running a route on essentially every single Josh Allen drop back. So really like Dawson Knox, over two and a half receptions. Unfortunately, this line is cooked as well, but I would just implore uh, the good people at home pay attention to the weather. If it ends up not having a big impact, there are a ton of values all across the board, whether it be uh, Bill's skill position players and even some Dolphins as well. Nice. And let me, let me say this, dude. The chat agrees. First up, all right. Josh Allen loves Dawson Knox. He does. He 100% does. And then number two, two and a half receptions, downright disrespectful for Knox. Play that for sure. Yeah, 100%. All right, real quick. All right, Eric Spector, I'm going to come to you, but this uh, we just had a question in the chat, and it made me think of last night on CBS Sports HQ. Uh, Mike and Eric Casilius were talking about this specifically in regards to live betting, all right, the Bills and Dolphins game. And, you know, Mike, take it any way that you want it, but for most people, they're probably looking at the Bills side of it, saying, all right, how do I live bet this? Is there value? How can I get it, you know, necessarily under seven? But 
Mikey, take it any way that you want because I thought that you and EK broke it down perfectly last night. And let me get this on here. Uh, so yeah, Eric Ross, Ipsquare strategy on in-game betting. Yeah, so it's a tough, tough question because I wish there was just a generic in-game betting strategy. It's all dependent on the current game state and the information that you have at that time. But as far as looking to get the bills under seven, when it's likely to happen and where it's likely to be a spot that you should feel okay taking it. Uh, first drive, for example, Bills end up having to punt. Miami in possession of the ball, that number is going to drop to six and a half. It's potentially going to drop to four and a half if they enter the Bills territory around the 30-yard line. Uh, that's the point where you would see it drop to a number around there. Uh, Miami gets the ball first and is driving. You can start to look at the Bills at that point. Um it really just depends. So what I'm looking for mostly is also the weather. Uh, like Proppy's talking about here, we still, we're still way too far away from the game to really know what the field conditions are going to be, what the actual conditions during the game are going to be. Um, what I worry about the most with snow is going to be field goals, right? And, and converting field goals. That's where you see the significant drop off in the snow. Uh, that's going to favor a team like Buffalo is more likely to go for it on fourth down anyway, has a mobile quarterback that can pick up those fourth and two, fourth and three, fourth and four kind of plays uh, that may not be situations where you see teams kick. Uh, so those are just minor edges that lean towards slow side. Um, but because those aren't really traditional situations, uh, that is where you'll see discrepancies in some of the live lines, at least early in these games. Um, but yeah, I, I like the Bills side of the game. I see some questions about teasing it. I don't mind teasing the Bills down to one and under 49. Uh, the issue with the under 49 part is if the weather is not hindering the play on the field really at all, um, you're running into some issues on 49. 49 is still a very, very gettable number uh, with these offenses on the field. So I like it. I don't love it uh, on that same game tease. If you were going to tease it and really wanted to, I would much rather see you tease Bills down to minus one uh, and then grab something like the Ravens up to eight and a half, Ravens up to nine, things like that. Uh, I would feel a lot better about that. I would not recommend the same game uh, at that number because 49 is still a, a pretty critical number here. There we go, man. Perfectly said. Well done on that one. All right, Specter, throw it to you, man. What are your thoughts here, man? Just anything in general. Bills, dolphins, spreads, totals, props. What do you see? What do you <laughs> we we already uh I put out a prop uh on the site and also put it on the show on the N5 yesterday about Josh, Josh Allen. Yeah, under under on his passing yards. We actually have so our model is projecting that he's over on pass attempts, over on pass completions, but under on the yards. Um, it's a very interesting scenario. I think it plays right into what the snow is going to do, and that is going to be low, uh, low yardage passing. Um, could be a little bit higher volume uh, because of how much the Bills pass, but then less. Uh, I believe the line I had was 236. It's around 235 and a half right now. Um, and we, our model's doing 227 for his passing yards, but again, uh, passing, we got 32 attempts as a prediction, 20, uh, 21 completions. Um, and I also, our model also loves the Dawson Knox play that props put out. Uh, uh, we have projected, give me one second. I gotcha right here. We're projecting 4.6 receptions for him. So, uh, also love that Dawson Knox play that props has. So piggyback on that one. Dude, that's solid, man. That's dude, that's a lot of value there. All right. On yours, does it come up with quarterback interceptions? Yes. 
All right, so, okay, I'll tell you what. All right, Eric, going to get to you in one second because I want to get your thoughts on this game. But, Spectre, we are getting questions in the chat in regards to the no-fly zone. All right, so I'm going to list all six quarterbacks. We'll start with this game, but I want to get your thoughts, and, and really quickly, right, like just the percentage-wise, like you don't have to go in, you know, fully and break down each one. All right, so Tua, Josh Allen. Give me one second. Let me let me pull them up. Let me pull them up. Uh, for while you're pulling it up, I'll quickly mention one other thing: the where yep. like massive, massive snow can have an impact on this game. It takes a lot long. It takes a lot of time off the clock if you have running and completed passes because it takes longer to get up off the ground. It takes longer to get the ball snapped. It takes longer to get the ball spotted. Um, so just understand those kind of things, uh, and that's typically where some of the the total being impacted comes from. Excellent point there. Oh, I, I didn't even think about that. You're 100% correct. Spectre, what do you have? All right. So for Tua, we got a prediction of 0.52 interceptions, which I think is a, a little bit low, to be honest. But that's where we're riding on that one. Uh, Josh Allen, 0.84 uh, for that projection. I think that's pretty spot on, to be honest. Uh, again, this will all depend on the weather. Um, I'll go down through the list. Uh, yes, yeah, let it rip. Yeah, go ahead. Go through all six. Uh, for Indianapolis and Minnesota, for Matt Ryan, we got 1.6 predicted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can go with that. Matt Ryan to throw an interception. Uh, we're, I'd go over on the, the half, um, the 0.5 for an interception. Kirk Cousins, uh, 0.45 actually on the under over here. Um, and then Deshaun Watson, 0.76. Uh, and I don't have Huntley at the moment. Uh, yeah, just you're good. To, you, yeah, you're, you're good on that. Uh, and I'll say this, Matt Ryan, uh, to throw over half an interception, uh, the juice is minus 155. Yeah. So that's where yeah. Matt, yeah, that's where that <laughs> he is. Yeah. He is the highest on our predictions of any quarterback to throw an interception, and I could agree with that one. <laughs> I love it, man. All right, Eric, your thoughts here, man. Bills, Dolphins, what do you got? All right, A.B., I'm actually going to take a stand here for once. I like the Bills ah, minus seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with the Bills with the points. Uh, M squared gave all the logic that I that I wanted to give. I actually am also going to play alt lines too. I can see this regardless of weather as like a 28 to 10 type of game. And you can get minus 17 and a half plus 300. It might be worth a sprinkle. A couple of props that I'm going to roll with. I love playing the touchdown scores as I mentioned earlier. A couple of Bills running backs. Devin Singletary plus 175. I believe he scored in two of his last three games against the Dolphins. And James Cook, who was, kind of took a backseat last week, but a couple weeks ago had a big week. Uh, I could see him at almost, I think it's like plus 240, plus 250. Uh, and especially if the field conditions aren't great, run, 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 you would think at least one of those guys is going to get a touchdown. So that's what I'm rolling with uh, here for the Bills Dolphins. I love it, dude. Well done on that one. All right, props, a couple questions for you real quick. Josh Allen, over 43 and a half rushing yards. And also, let me make sure that I get it on the screen here. That's from our man, Tim Clark. And then also on the same here, Air Jordan, Josh Allen, Russia temps over seven and a half, priced at minus 130. Any thoughts on either of those? Yeah, I'd lean over on the attempts. However, this is a Miami front, very, very good, very stout up front, very active D-line. Christian Wilkins, one of the more underrated defenders in the NFL. So I do think it might be a little difficult for Josh Allen. I think the yards is fairly efficient. However, I do think the attempts will be there. So I prefer it as a volume-based play. So I do like the attempts play more than the yards. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, uh, we got yeah, the go ahead, Pat, yeah. 
We got the exact same thing on the model. Uh, we got over on the attempts, but under on the yards. Exact same right. thing. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, another question. And look, uh, uh, props, it's addressed to you, so I'll throw it to you first. But anybody, if you have any thoughts here, our dude Matt Ray says, any thoughts on a Waddle bounce-back game? Tua should be looking for easy completions after last week. So props, I throw it to you first. But, yeah, anybody else, man, your thoughts? Would love to hear him as well. Yeah, he's been practicing in full. It hasn't looked the same. I know Mike mentioned Tua not being 100%. Certainly that could be contributing uh, towards it. But, yeah, something doesn't look quite right with Jalen Waddle. He did practice in full, so there's no indications he's playing hurt. But, again, if weather's not going to be an impact in this game, he is a prime candidate as to when I spoke about people who are tremendous values. So Jalen Waddle does have a deeper a dot than Tyreek Hill. He receives less targets, but he is obviously a big play waiting to happen uh, Has one of the deeper a dots in the NFL. I think up to week 10 or 11, he had more 20 yard receptions than any wide receiver in the NFL. So if downfield passing is not going to be significantly impacted, you are getting a massive discount on his receiving yards, which I believe are 53 and a half presently. So again, just pay attention to the weather. If it looks like it's going to, be uh decent conditions yeah he would be a guy that i would definitely speculate on okay all right i'll tell you what i got a better question for eric mike and specs all right dk boost here all right so our man donovan berg says dk boost more passing yards josh allen to a tug of iloa i'll jump in on this one i mean i i just don't trust Tua in snow ab it's simple as that I mean, this guy, when has he ever played in a snow game? I was talking to friends who are big Dolphins fans who live in South Florida. They think he's going to be miserable tonight. I'd say Josh Allen seems easy at this one. Okay. Specs, Mike's, any thoughts there? Uh, I'm going to hold off on it. I, It's crazy, but I would probably still play Tua over Josh Allen. Um, they're Basically identical in passing yards here, but the thing that I worry about is a number of short fields. I worry about Josh Allen just simply running the ball 20 times in this game. Um, I, I worry about the opportunity and the need. If they're up early, I don't see them putting the air in the ball in the air a lot. Um, whereas on the two side, there's a number of things in play here. Number one, a two-yard pass to Tyreek Hill can very easily go for 90 yards in the snow. Um so in the snow, it's a lot easier for the offense than the defense. Uh, it's not like the rain. In the snow, the offensive player knows where he's going still. It, it makes a big, big difference with a player like Tyreek. So just considering the game, skip, game script that I'm projecting, uh, it does seem like an obvious, easy Josh Allen answer here. But knowing the way Josh Allen is going to play and the Bills are going to want to play this game, um, I, I don't think he's going to have to take as many opportunities as the Dolphins are going to have to. So I... I'm going to stay off of it, but if you force me to play it, I'd probably take the two aside. Nice. Specs, any thoughts there? I'm exactly the same as, as McClure here. Uh, we have Josh Allen at 228 passing yards projection, and or Josh Allen at 228 and Tua at uh, 248. Um, completely agree with the analysis he just put down. There's so much talk about how bad Tua has play, will play in like the cold weather. Um, and we broke it down on in five that Josh Allen doesn't usually have huge passing games in the cold weather either um, with the line that it was at 230-237. In the last six games under 32 in freezing temperature, he hasn't gone over that line a single time. Um, so I'd probably lean more on Tua on that one as well. All right. Nicely said. And I'll tell you this. Look, Mike broke this down last night 
on CBS Sports HQ, what he was just talking about in regards to playing in the snow. And Brock Newsom just said this, look, snow separates speed and quickness better than any other surface. Trust me, it's all about read and react. And 100% right. And what Mike was saying, and Mike, I'll get out of your way here, but yeah, like, and you already said it, you don't have to break it down again, but that, like, dry snow, you know what I mean, actually helps the offense. Now, rain helps the defense. Right. But I think that's kind of like Brock, what you were saying, 100 percent. Right. Like, you know, offensively, you know where you're going. So, yeah, just something to pay attention to uh, on that one. All right. A couple more questions here real quick that we've got in the chat here. Um, Michael Pittman over receiving yards. Vikings defense can't cover anybody to save their life. That's from JG eight, six. Look, I'll throw it to you guys. Uh, You know, we've seen the Vikings in terms of their defense giving up what? 30.8, 30.6 points per game over the last four, last five. Um, Anybody, I don't know what the number is, but anybody have any thoughts on Michael Pittman here? I'll hop on it real quick. Yeah, I think this is a really good spot to back Michael Pittman. I like it, again, from a volume-based standpoint. I prefer it was over five and a half uh, receptions, but I definitely would have a lean over on the yards. I believe it's currently between 68 and a half and 70 and a half. The Vikings' pass defense has been absolutely terrible recently. They're also a massive pass funnel. They're a much better run defense than pass defense. And uh, Matt Ryan leans heavily on Michael Pittman. He has a shallow A dot, but as a result, he racks up a ton of catches. So, again, I like attacking it more from a volume-based standpoint, but definitely lean over on the yards. This is definitely a matchup he can take advantage of, and the Vikings have just been bleeding production to opposing number one wide receivers, so pretty much checks all the boxes for me. All right. All right. Anybody else have any thoughts there, Michael Pittman? Anything you see? I'll echo what he said, basically. Uh, I think he ultimately gets over both, but prefer the receptions number, uh, just a a sheer volume play. Best price on it currently, FanDuel's down to 66. I think that's a pretty fair number. Um, I think the number should be closer to 72. All right. You guys are kind of inspiring me here to do a same same game parlay. Uh, Pittman over, Justin Jefferson outline, and Matt Ryan interception. That feels like a pretty (laughs) safe play based on what we've all talked about here. Dude, I love it. Look, we can play that as a show. Like, that's a solid SGP right there. I like that a lot, dude. Yeah, find out what that would pay out if anybody has their book in front of them real quick. Yeah, because that would be solid uh, right there. All right, another question for you guys, and anybody feel free to jump in and take this one. Deshaun Watson over 17 and a half completions. That's from our man, Jared Webb. Anybody have any thoughts on Watson there? I like this prop as well. Again, more of an extension of this Ravens defense. They're one of the biggest pass funnels in the NFL as a result of their run defense being as good as it is. uh, Teams are just choosing to take the path of least resistance, which is typically through the air against them. Uh, They're way more vulnerable in the back end, especially since Roquan Smith has joined this defense. They are probably uh, operating as the best run defense over the past five weeks. Nick Chubb's also been struggling recently. So I really think we've heard all week the narrative regarding Deshaun Watson. They're going to kind of uh, open up the reins a little bit on that offense. To me, this is an opportunity to do that. So I do think we'll see uh, just a slight increase in passing volume, which should be enough to get over his attempts in completions. I do prefer the attempts line, though, which you can find at 20 and a half uh, in comparison to his completions. Nice. Nice. Anybody else? Any thoughts? Yeah, I completely agree with that take. I mean, they paid him a ton of money and they're going to want to start showing it off a little bit more. Um, for the 28 and a half, we have predicted at 30, uh, uh, 30 pass attempts. Uh, 
I mean, there's not a large sample size, as I just said, on the Sean Watson. So we're, we're working with very little data. Uh, but I still think that 30 is a pretty solid number on this one. Okay. Okay. All right. Got a couple questions here in the chat. And again, anybody feel free to jump in. Uh, James Cook, over 26 and a half rushing yards. Looks good, right? That's from our man Evan, as well as, let's see. Yep. Evan, another one. Any thoughts on Desmond Ritter? Uh, over 22 and a half rushing yards quarterback starting for the Atlanta Falcons. I'll take the Ritter one really quickly. I love Desmond Ritter. I have been waiting for this guy to take over at quarterback over Mariota. Love this guy in college. Really encouraged by what I saw in the preseason. Just had a really solid command of the offense. Very versatile. Leaned on his legs and his arm. Unfortunately, we're a few weeks too late for him to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. But I really think he's going to impress a lot of people. Uh, so, yeah, I think his rushing yards is a good spot. It's a little bit speculative since we haven't seen him in the NFL yet. But, again, preseason drastically different than um regular season but he was playing with the ones in the preseason again looked very very polished for a rookie who was thought to be somewhat of a project uh coming out of college so i like all of desmond ritter's props this week it is a tough matchup but had the extra time to prepare and uh, i definitely think he'll be leaning on his legs against new orleans so i definitely like uh, his over i like his over on his combined rushing and passing as well which i believe is 197 uh and i like his rushing yards which again were 22 and a half so he has my full endorsement. All right. As for the James Cook one, in his last four games, he had an 86-yard effort on the ground and 64 on the ground. Uh, he also mixed that in with a four-yard and a six-yard one. Uh, I'm going with the over there. I, I think he's going to have a nice game. I, I would put it around 50 for me, just kind of ballparking it with a touchdown, just a, just a hunch play tonight. By the way, A.B., just want to point that out, the official – uh, early edge uh, slash NFL discussion play that we discussed. It'd be Jefferson over 120, Pittman over 65, and Matt Ryan to throw an interception on DK at plus 650. Yo, I'm in. All right, so read it one more time. Michael Pittman over 65 yards. That's an alt line there. It's like minus 125. Justin Jefferson over 119 and a half, and Matt Ryan to throw an interception. If you combine those all into one play, it is plus 650. Hell We've got to yeah. do it. We've got to do it. Yeah, I'm oh, in. Yeah, 100%. All right, so I'll tell you what. Uh, we're we're going to break this thing to a wrap because I know that you guys have things that you got to do today, and everybody in the chat probably does as well. We could sit here and talk for hours, but this is how I want to end it, okay? I'm going to go through each game the NFL wants today, okay? And I'm going to read you some names of anytime touchdown scores. All right, we'll go game to game to game. And we're not going to do the whole thing. I'm just talking about the star players here, because we had a question in the chat and let me see where it was. Okay. Yeah. All right. If you had to build an anytime touchdown, same game parlay, who'd be your top picks? Okay. So you, you get the gist. All right. Now let me get to these numbers right here. We'll start with the Colts at Vikings. Okay. And again, you'd have to go through a full breakdown, just people that you'd like. And I'm just going to kind of go through the stars here. Does that make sense? All right, Jonathan Taylor, minus 155. Dalvin Cook, minus 150. Justin Jefferson, minus 135. Adam Thielen, plus 155. Michael Pittman, plus 175. Alec Pierce, plus 340. Anybody have any thoughts, anybody they like in this one? I'll speculate on Pierce again. Yeah. Okay. Alec Pierce, yeah. yeah. Right. Like I, Pierce. I like Pierce, too. Uh, what's CJ Hawkinson? 
Uh, Hawk is at plus 180. I like I like Hawkinson as well as Pierce. Okay. Colin? I would just go with Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I, the Colts are going to score. Uh, I, I, it's hard to see Matt <laughs> Ryan doing him, anything yeah. productive. Yeah, right. I mean, that's kind of what I'm trying to say. Exactly. <laughs> well said. No, I, I agree. Uh, it's kind of like Derrick Henry with the Titans. Like, if mm-hmm. somebody's going to score, it's going to be Derrick Henry. Uh, Spectre, man, what do you like? Uh, I like Hawkinson as well, actually. I, th- I think nice. Okay. Yeah. And the, the way that the the Colts don't provide a lot of yards after catch, I think you're going to want to throw it up to the big guy, like you know, and just it, it will be a good a good spot for him on the touchdown. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Let's go to the next game here. Ravens at the Browns. So Nick Chubb minus one fifteen. Mark Andrews plus one ninety five. J.K. Dobbins plus one ninety five. Amari Cooper plus one ninety five. Tyler Huntley plus two forty five. Uh, Gus Edwards plus 285, Donovan Peoples Jones plus 290, David Njoku plus 310, Kareem Hunt plus 340, Devin du- uh, Duvernay plus 400, uh, Deshaun Watson plus 450. Mike, I'll start. Uh, with you. I'll, I'll go first yes, here. Yes, go ahead. It don't matter. Yeah, I, uh, I'll go J.K. Dobbins again, birthday boy. I do agree with what Prop said uh, about Gus Edwards, how they could take away his touchdown because they'll use him on the goal line, but they might, maybe they don't do that because it is his birthday. And they say, <laughs> you know what? Like <laughs> normally we'd use Gus here, but here's a birthday present. So we're going to go J.K. Dobbins. John Harbaugh, big on birthdays. All right, Cohen, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I'm going with Donovan Peoples-Jones at plus 290. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, I think it's good value. Watson may target him more with Amari Cooper, not 100%. Uh, Going to take a flyer there at a, at a bigger number. Okay, props? Uh, I mentioned him earlier, Gus Edwards. Uh, Cleveland, one of the worst run defenses in the NFL, giving up a ton of rushing touchdowns this season. Gus Edwards is a huge vulture as well. When they get within 5 to 10 yards of the red zone, really lean on him heavily. So if J.K. Dobbins is going to score, I do think there is a good chance of that happening. It will have to be from at least 10 yards out. Mikey? Yeah, we're going way, way, way down the board here on this one. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, plus 1,100 anytime or plus 3,800 first touchdown. Uh, Guy still has absolutely elite speed. It's going to come in a situation where it's not an obvious throwing situation. It's going to be an obvious run situation, but uh, I like... Deshaun Jackson here. I think he's going to score today. Plus 11. I like when Mikey goes super value, dude. I love it. All right. Last game here. Uh, Dolphins at the Bills. Let me get the numbers up and go through these quickly. All right. Any type score. All right. Stefan Diggs, minus 110. Raheem Mostert, plus 130. Devin Singletary, plus 130. Josh Allen, plus 140. Tyreek Hill, plus 165. Gabriel Davis, plus 195. Jalen Waddell, plus 200. Dawson Knox, plus 220. James Cook plus 245, Isaiah McKenzie plus 350, Mike Jasicki plus 450, the Bills defense plus 450 <laughs> getting up there. Uh Tua Tagovailoa plus 650. Uh looking for anybody else. Um yeah. So I'll tell you what, props, I'll start with you, man. What do you thought? What do we have for Trent Sherfield? Trent Sherfield. Let me look here. Your boy is plus 500. I'm going Trent. Going Trent. All right, Eric, who do you like it? Well, I think that plus 130 on Singletary is light. I saw it at plus 175 on another book. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to roll. If I can get plus 175 on Singletary, he scored two of his last three against the Dolphins, sign me up. Mikey, it sounds like you're going the same way. Yeah, I'll take Josh Allen, plus 170, uh, at the, the book I'm looking at. Yeah. Okay. Specs? 
I, I was going to go Josh Allen, but if I'm going to pick someone else, I think I'll go uh, Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, they, they've been doing uh, little out routes to him uh, a lot, like just little passes, you know, easy pass for Josh Allen to do, and he's in open space. And so I'll take that one. Love okay. that pick. Love it. Love it. All right. Tell you what, let me go over the best bets really quickly uh, for what we had for today. And you know what? You guys have done so much work here. I'll let you get back to regular life. Uh, this has been awesome, dude. I, I kind of like this idea of like a post show. Uh, I, I'm interested in everybody's thoughts in the chat. If you guys like doing this, I love doing it, man. It's awesome. So let me pull up these best bets here and what we got. Sports on the cold for three and a half speculator. Uh, what would you say? Half unit sprinkle here on both yeah. of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little bit on each. Okay, Lionel Messi, anytime goal scorer, plus 175. And this is uh, for Sunday, obviously, in the France yes. and Argentina World Cup final. Mbappe, anytime goal scorer, plus 210. Michael Roberts is on Fresno State, minus four. Uh, Bobby Locks, Bob Kadarski, Berg Betts is on Gonzaga, plus one and a half. Uh, Eric Cohen is on the uh, Arizona Wildcats basketball, minus two and a half against Tennessee today. He's also on Fresno State. College football in the bowl game, minus four. And then college football as well, SMU-BYU, over 64 and a half. I'm on Arizona Moneyline, college basketball, minus 150. Uh, also on the Vikings, second half, team total over 13 and a half. I'm on the Bills, minus six and a half. I bought that down from seven, priced at minus 130. And then a parlay, Vikings, money line, Bills, money line, even money, plus 100. And Cohen, read it one more time. What was the, uh, the early edge for the people parlay that we're all running with today? The early edge for the people parlay, Michael Pittman over 65 yards. That's the alt line. Justin Jefferson over one t- 119 and a half alt yards. And Matt Ryan to throw an interception. That's on DK at plus 650. AB, if we cash that, I will send out $100 to someone in the chat if you want to select them. Whoa! Whoa. I love it, dude. I love it. Man, that's awesome. All right, guys, I can't thank you enough. Early Edge crew can't thank you guys enough for hanging with us. We just went for an hour and 11 minutes. Also, I love that we had, what do we go, seven wide? That has to be, a, that's a record <laughs> on the show. I've never seen it. I'm surprised that the machine didn't even break. Uh, I've never seen that many people out of here, but I love it. Eric, I also have to say, dude, welcome to the family. Bro, your first show, you just crushed it. Great like, job, you Eric. You did great, man. So, dude, welcome in from all of us. Uh, obviously, me and you have talked so much, you know, before this, and uh, we've talked about getting you on here. Glad that we finally did. And I'll tell you what, man, we'd love to have you back. Well, I appreciate it, AB. It's been an honor. And uh, let's just hope those three picks that I gave, plus our parlay that we just gave out, uh, hit. So that would make me feel a lot better about uh, repeat appearances. Let me tell you that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I think the first time I came on the show myself, I think I gave out like five picks, and I think four of them just weren't even <laughs> close to hitting. So you know what? You're fine either way. But, dude, you crushed it, man. Thank you. Well done. Prop stars, Mike, speculator. Dude, thank you guys so much for going. And everybody, like I said, in the Early Edge crew cannot thank you guys enough. You literally make the show what it is. And so, so, so glad you guys roll with us. And, man, holidays are coming. Everybody, hope you have a great time with family, friends, however you celebrate, whatever you celebrate. Just glad that you're here with us, man. So, everybody, let's hit these picks. Let's cast these picks. And we'll be live Sunday tomorrow, normal time, 10 a.m. Eastern, with all of our normal shows for the NFL. But until then... Cashy's picks. New CBS Sunday. 
You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.